have to put this link. No, go ahead. So we're live now on mine. Mm -hmm. So if you go, if you go to my Facebook page, mm -hmm. and then just like go to the video and then share it, but don't share it as a watch party because that's not as. Let me like, see. You can't see people's comments. Okay, hold on, just a second. India, and then live now, and then share. Where's, oh, share. Oh, yeah, two people in here. <laughs> share. Uh, Hello. But not as a watch party? Yeah, can you just share it as like a post? If you have to share it as a watch party, that's fine, too. We just won't be able to share see it your as a post. Okay, share now. Say hi if you're here. We want to see your comments. We're about to Hello. have some really good conversation. Okay. And then I'll go back to Shrimp Yard and then watch from there. Cool. Yep. And here we are. And we're like live and we have four people. And I guess we could talk about what we're doing. We're supposed to start like this. From now on, we'll start like this. Oh, yeah. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> mm. so what, what kind of tea are you drinking? It is. I'm drinking a chai. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm, who are you? Throw coat. Okay. Oh no, my Wi-Fi. I can hear you fine. Okay. Well, <clears throat> so what are we doing, Brandon? You're the mastermind. Who's the mastermind? So, Half of one mastermind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome to the show, spirituality. Uh, where me and India basically just uh, sip on some tea and we talk about um, just integrating all the lessons the universe has given us uh, into, you know, our lives, um, whether that be healing or basically healing. We're just trying to heal the world. So we're just yeah. working that out. Thanks for joining us as we work that out with you. Thanks for, thanks for joining us on that journey. And um, yeah. Yeah, just come on in and say hi and then you'll see your comment up on the screen, but it really is like all about, heal. I love the way you said that we really do just want to heal the world. And it's like the ways in which we've gone about it. It's like, we've landed a little bit of healing the here, a little bit of healing there. It's like, then we came together so serendipitously. And it's like, now it's like, That's oh, we can actually start how we came back together. Oh, we should probably yeah. start how we, you know, know give a little other. background, how we know each other. Um, so India was my bully in the, <laughs> it's the truth, it's the truth, you gotta say it like it is, this is gonna heal somebody, it's gonna heal somebody. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we kind of, we kind of, uh, jabbed at each other quite a bit, and I didn't, I didn't really know her too well in, um, in elementary school, but we've known each other literally since third grade, since we were, you know, nine years old. Um, there's that number nine again. Um, yep. so... <laughs> Yeah, and uh, <laughs> yeah, as we went through middle school, you know, it's kind of um, why you talk like a girl, uh, you know, gay this, gay that, and it wasn't horrible. I mean, I definitely wasn't in at home like cutting on myself because of it, but I knew I was. <laughs> right. But, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I, I'm like, I see you. <laughs> like, right. I see you, peekaboo. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just going about it the whole, like the entire wrong way. But yeah, we like, we've literally, we lived in the same apartment complex. I tell people like, I, we, I was in the projects, okay? Like that was about as far as we're going to get in Indianapolis. 
your little sister literally flipped me off in the window. I still can see April up in the window, second floor, with her little middle finger. Hey, April. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, April. Hey, girl. She learned her. I'm so proud of her. I really. <laughs> yeah, like from those apartments to then like going through middle school and like that's the worst version of yourself for everybody. Like everybody is just in self-protection mode in middle school because something else we care about, like the, just the way school is, it's not even a welcoming environment, you know, like, and so you're just, a, it's uncomfortable. You're the worst version of yourself. So I will own that. And then high school, by the time we got to high school, like there was excuse me, definitely this admiration I had for you. And, and we would um talk, you know, like, but we never mm-hmm. were, Super besties. Right, right, right. Until what, what a week ago? <laughs> yeah, until literally a week ago. So let me tell you. So I I had a dream. In the dream, uh, you know, there's always these kind of in your dreams, it's kind of like a it's kind of like an undisclosed location. But we we're at some kind of convention and you were just we were, we were meeting up for the first time and you were just I was basically, I just had to follow you. You were like, come on, follow me. Like they wouldn't let us in the convention for whatever reason. You were like, but let's just walk in. And we're like, okay, we're gonna walk in. And then at some point in a dream, India presses her thumb on my third eye, okay? And then what I got from that was just like direction and focus. And then, so I woke up, I was like, let me just talk to this girl who I haven't talked to since I literally was like graduated from high school. Right. And Literally, so what was that? Showing her age. We're gonna say her age. Fifteen years yeah. ago. Oops. Yeah, fifteen uh, years ago. <laughs> yeah, still haven't had a class reunion. <laughs> yeah. Still and, had a reunion. <laughs> literally woke up from that. Um, opened up Instagram immediately. India's uh, little story bubble was the first bubble on on like in my line that I clicked on it. And then from that, I saw she had just gotten a tattoo that said manifest. And then uh, on the on the corner of that, behind her in the tattoo shop, there was a there was a, a poster for. So mm-hmm. I emailed her. I was like, girl, did you just come to me in my dreams and press on my third eye and give me focus and clarity? <laughs> and she was like, I might have. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's crazy about the tattoo? I didn't even think about this, but this tattoo, which is like two threes. Yeah. And then the manifest, that's not even what I went to get. And I didn't go to get it that day. And I went to Brandon Hurt, you know, who we also went to high school with. And I had a whole other idea for a tattoo a week before that. I went to his house and he spent an hour designing his tattoo, put it on me. And I was like, "Mm, I don't like that. Like, I'm sorry I wasted your time. I'm going to pay you anyway. And then let's design something right now. And I'll come back when I get back from Miami. And he was like, I've never designed a tattoo with a client before. And I'm like, dude, you're, you have a degree in art. You're an artist. You are a learned scholar of the arts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like design my tattoo. I want something that nobody else has. And then he texted me the day of and was like, do you know what word you want to put in that? And I was like, manifest. And then I went and got the tattoo that day. Instead of getting that other tattoo that other day, it's all like just the way things wow. work out. You can't come on. Come That's on. So cool. So then I even I went even further. I was like, okay, let me look a little further into this. So I, I, what caught my eye was the the Thor, uh, the comic book character Thor, who is also a, you know a, a mythological uh, a mythological god. So I was reading about that, and it was like Thor comes to people in their dreams with messages, and I was like, what? Just the through line of that, just really, I don't know. I just thought that was really just like you said, serendipitous. 
and auspicious. And um, yeah, that's kind of what started our, I mean, journey that you're now seeing now. Um, yeah, yeah that's how we started. It's like this, um, you started talking more and being more vocal on social media. Like I've been mm -hmm. doing these lives for a, like a, a year or so now and I've always been pretty vocal on social media. Mm -hmm. And like for us to just have this moment to be brought together with this like clarity and understanding and mutual respect for one another and forgiveness and healing and spirituality and divinity and all of these yeah. things. It's like, we got to share this. You know, and I think it's because of those things, because we have been focusing on those things in our life, you know, that inner work, uh, spirituality, healing ourselves. And that was, that those were the things that brought us back together, like energetically, you know what I mean? We were putting those things out and here we are just resonating with each other, you know, and it's just flowing out. And I'm just so excited to be here with you. Just want to say Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Like we, it was, it, we've known each other for 25 actual years. Yeah. And we've never had conversations like this, but all of a sudden it's like, we're talking like we're, like we've talked every day for the last 25 years mm -hmm. because we just met one another at this place. And then even today when I'm like, let's be real, you know, like having a moment, Spill it. Spill it out. <laughs> you know, of my own, when some one of my own toxic traits was exposed, I mean, you can't tell me I haven't been out here just elevated. You know what I mean? Just heavy on the self-love, right? Yeah. <laughs> just really just been out here just knowing I'm just elevated. And then to like be in this place of meditation and to just immediately understand my own toxic trait. And then to be able to go back into how that was tied into my childhood heal that, acknowledge like this is what I was doing. Go to that other person and say, I have been toxic in this way. I'm not a toxic person. I love myself and I hate that I was doing this because that's outside of me. Let's go ahead and heal that. But as I'm having this understanding and sending that text message of apology, like, you <laughs> are sending me an email with this like same exact understanding. <laughs> it was a download just the other couple nights ago i literally was just like i told my husband i was like okay i need a minute i'm gonna go outside shut the door mm -hmm. i can't i need to be in the zone and i just started writing and that's what came out so you want to go into that or yeah we can and before we go into that i just mm -hmm. want to say like i think for the longest this vulnerability has been a huge thing for me like it is important it's just part of my nature as i learn things about myself to share it because I know it's not just me. You know, I know that it's not just me experiencing these things. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times people fear that vulnerability and they're like, I don't need nobody knowing that I have these traits. Like you, everybody has them. There's not one of us that is free of have, you know, these traits about us, free of a need of healing. And just acknowledging it kind of frees you. Like when I can say, okay, I behave this way when this thing happens and that's rooted in this, so I need to go heal that. No one can use that against me. So the thing that we're afraid of, where it's like, ah, that's like something wrong with you. There's something wrong with all of us. Right. You know, like that's the, that's the point so, of it. Which means there's really nothing that's wrong. Exactly. <laughs> like, there's no wrong. That's all that There's no too. wrong. So I am A-okay being like that transparent about my healing because I know that it's going to speak to somebody. And your girl's not hard up. You know, like I've been able to make something 
of my life, of this life, because I am so overly conscious of these things and so locked into my like purpose and trying to find answers to things and like trying to clear myself of any of that, that has brought me to this place. And it's going to take us to where we're going because you already know where we're going. Right. We're just trying to bring everybody else with us. I'll give you a hint. It's to the top. <laughs> the top one is that's how this thing works. <laughs> like you have no choice. Once you figure out what your lane is and you just tap into your inner baddie, like you do that, you just like mm-hmm. immediately shoot up and you stay there. That's the hard mm-hmm. part. That's what yeah. that's what I'm learning. The hard part is staying there. But I'll get there. Yeah. I mean, for me, so I kind of feel like in my life naturally, I don't know, you can call it maybe uh, the karmic energy of just all the work that I've been doing, my spirit has been doing since, you know, eternally. Uh, I feel like I've always followed that inner voice that I've had Mm -hmm. and that inner knowing. And that's what's gotten me to, you know, the career that I had taking me around the world, literally. And I, this is also just something that I'm just following. Like literally, like we said, I haven't talked to you in since, Never, and right. like this at least, and then here we are. I'm just like, okay, this feels right. Let me just move in this direction. Follow and, your bliss, like it's all about yeah. following your bliss it, because it makes no sense. The fact yeah. that you and I come together, but we come together so well, like mm-hmm. we've come together perfectly, and it feels good. So you gotta go with it, and that's always what it's been. Like I have to have this knowing our whole lives, and then where both of us traveled the world. Because then I found it, a study abroad school where I'm like circling the actual globe. Mm-hmm. In this, in, in, after you had been traveling the world, you know, it, yeah. following that inner knowing has taken us to these places. And so when we say like, we know that we're going to be able to heal the masses just from yeah. doing what we're doing, whatever this is together, you know that we know it because we always know what we know. and We've always known right. what we knew. And we want to show that the thing is that everybody has that inner knowing. Everybody has that. And we want to um, we want to help you tap into that. You know, it's going to take some work. It's going to take some vulnerability. It's going to take some time to process. You know, it's not a switch that comes on night and day. Um, there's a trauma takes time. Healing takes time. And yeah, that's what we're here to do. Yeah. So do you want to, you said you want to go into the what you wrote yeah. because it was beautiful and it resonated so well. And then like, and then what I was understanding, like, I think this is the frame from which we take this thing and we could just talk about everything from that. Yeah. So go ahead. Yeah. You know. So speaking of trauma. Okay. So lately I, I, I felt like um, that the word like assume, which I even discover now uh, even deeper, the root of a, a, assumption is judgment. Okay. So, but let's stick with because that's what I already wrote it down. <laughs> um, so assume, I, I felt like, you know, whether I had been talking to friends who I felt like, oh, they seem like they're assuming something or I just, things I see on social media, people reacting to each other. And I'm like, wow, they're really assuming uh, things that I've written, you know, whether on social media or said or pe- what people have said to me. And I, I kind of just noticed that they're assuming things so, so I started to look like, what does assuming mean? It's going in my atmosphere. Let's let's uh, kind of unpack it. So, assuming I looked it up, it means you know when you assume something, you don't have the facts, you know. Um, but I went a little deeper. I was like, let's do a little, you know, magical, ancient language, 
uh, Latin. So ad sumo, two parts of that. Ad means toward. Uh, sumo means uh, to take. Okay. So I was like, hmm, goes toward to take. Okay, how can I apply that spiritually? So my idea for that was what I can see is that when we assume something, okay, spiritually, we all have a light. We all are in alignment of our light. You you are a light, which is love, okay? You are the light of God, the light of the universe, flows through your vessel, your body, your temple, okay? And when we assume uh, it, I'll get to what causes us to assume. But when we assume, basically, we go forward, which we go out of our light, okay, mm -hmm. into the boundaries of another person's light to take something back, okay? Mm -hmm. And what I think that is, is it's a trauma response. When we assume something, assuming is a, is a habit based uh, based off of trauma. So at some time, in some, there's some birds chirping. They're like, yes, it is. Yes, um, these birds been with us today. Listen. <laughs> listen okay so anyways <laughs> um so when you get so when you admit you know when you're a kid something happens to you somebody uh, accuses you of something or uh, says something about you that isn't true they they say what you believe or say what you're doing you're doing this or if you do this that means that you know we've all been there we've all assumed something about someone else or someone has assumed something about us okay right and so that that traumatic loop how we how we process things with each other and do that to each other uh, we create this habit of assuming and when we assume what it is is we've lost some light okay there's some there, trauma is basically is a, it's a darkness it's a shadow our shadow selves have trauma that we hold and when we when we assume we go out of our light and we try to get the light back somehow from another person and then so you look at the word atsumo go toward to take we're going toward the other person's light to take back what we lost at some point mm -hmm. in our life Okay, that's what spiritually what, what's going on, in my opinion. And and that's and, your opinion, but that's obviously the under like that is what it is because mm -hmm. you were having this understanding, this download a couple of days ago, and I literally like sent you my text message that I had just sent when you sent me that. Like as I'm realizing what I'm doing, like man, I've been operating out of assumption. Because yeah. I had a need that was not being met. Mm -hmm. And instead of saying, like, I went forward out of my light, I was saying, like, I'm dropping out. I'm dropping down. Like, I like staying up in here in love and treating people in love. And mm -hmm. when I make an assumption of why you're doing whatever you're doing, I drop down. And then I'm expecting you to drop down with me. And I'm mad when you're not exiting yourself. Like, you remain right. in yourself. I was like, no, like, you're supposed to exit yourself to to give me what i want give me right. a part of, your, of a part of your wholeness and i really was like what is it was very easy for me to like identify what that thing was mm -hmm. so it wasn't like this dramatic thing for me because like as soon as i understood it i understood it like man i am not operating in love right now right and the reason out. why we do that, so the reason why we do that unconsciously, I mean, unless you're conscious of it, then that's when you can start to heal it. But with the reason why we do that unconsciously is because we are trying to heal ourselves, okay? Mm -hmm. That's the nature of the universe. That's why we're all here. Uh, that's why patterns just keep, you know, things happen to you over and over again uh, until you change your mindset, until you change your actions. Uh, the same thing happens because we're all just trying to heal. So when you keep assuming things and, and you react and you, you know, you go off and you just whatever, 
uh, it's because you're really trying to heal yourself. Just so really, it's just, it's just all love. But Right, so, it's all love. And that's the thing. Like, that's why when you can acknowledge that piece, like every single action that I do, whether it's hurting me, hurting other people, it is all because I'm trying to heal. I have no idea. It is a manifestation mm -hmm. of my pain. And like, I kept being told this, you know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like, until you're ready to hear it, until you're ready to receive it, it right. just has to be a thing. Like you have to, it's like something really has to be taken away from you for you to really, truly decide. And then sometimes when people lose the most precious thing to them, they still keep that same pattern going. And then they feel like they're like, you become a victim. I'm a victim yeah. of God. I'm a victim of the universe because I'm not mm -hmm. looking at myself and how I am playing a part in this. I don't have time or space to be a victim. So I got to figure out what's this thing that's hurting me. I don't like to hurt. I don't like it. So what is this right. thing that's hurting me and why? And how can I rid it of my existence? Yeah. So, so yeah, we're let's talk about how we get how we get rid of that. So you know, if you find that you do assume, and and again, as I said, the the root of assumption is judgment. You know, you're basically judging. Okay, so you're going outside of yourself to find healing when all the healing is right in your own light, in your own alignment. Okay, so I, I, social media is a great. This is what you were talking about earlier, India. How we can use some of the things they've given us, society has given us that we've kind of warped into more trauma, we can use mm -hmm. that very same thing as a way yes. to create healing and, and you know, be medicine for ourselves. But it just takes awareness. That's the first step. So when yeah, it takes are, awareness. Mm -hmm. And then like, shoot, you know, you gotta be aware of it. And then you have to be like honest about it. Like do that thing. Yeah. For me, I have to speak it. I have to speak that thing. And that's when it becomes real for me. I have to speak those parts of myself. And, and for me, that's also just like killing my ego over and over again. If I say the thing about myself that I really don't want to acknowledge because I'm afraid of what people will think, that is murdering that ego and making more space for all of the possibilities to go ahead and come in. I got to make space. I have to make space for healed India. You know what I mean? As opposed yeah. to India, traumatized little India. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, and so with that becomes like an understanding and forgiveness. Like I'm not even mad. I'm, I'm not going to look at two nights ago, me <laughs> or four years ago, me and be like, like, I'm so, how dare you be like that? It's just, it, you know, this was a pattern that I had to repeat until I learned it for myself. So then that could clear it. I, and I'm cleared of it now. You you only know you only can do what you only can work with what you got. You know what I mean? You only know what you know, and that's what you know until you know something else, and then right. you can make the choice to do something else. So yeah, so the first step is awareness, which so you y'all aware, you know what? Okay. <laughs> so then I thought I started thinking, okay, so what's the opposite side of that? You know, judgment. I think it is empathy. Okay, so now I looked up, let me look up this magical ancient encoded language, uh, a spiritual language of Latin, and then uh, empathy, which comes from the word empathos. So we have two parts of that. M means in, okay? So where that told me I'm in my light, pathos is feeling. So I thought like, mm -hmm. okay, people usually say, you know, you go put yourself in someone else's shoes and like that, but I think, is it really that though? Like if I'm looking at this ancient language, empathos, I stay in my own light, in my mm -hmm. own alignment, Okay, and then when I'm when I'm there, my heart can be open. And then when yes. your heart's open, 
that's when you can feel other people, mm -hmm. okay? So that, then you have feeling, empathos, in feeling, your heart is open, you're in alignment in your life, and then that's how you feel other people and relate to them. Yeah, you never want to exit yourself. You never, and I always know when I'm outside of myself. You mm -hmm. always want to stay inside yourself. And it's not something, I don't think, you know, there are very few people who master staying inside themselves all the time. Like we all are taking there, we all have those moments. And for me, like the way that you explain like empathy, that's how I view love. Like love is, for some reason, love is just like so it's all around me all the time. Like just the word love. And I'm always, I love everybody. I love, it's just always, it's, it's love for me. And for me, when I am in love, I am in my highest self. I am, when I am in love with me, you cannot tell me anything about me. I'm operating in my highest knowledge of myself in the world and my, you know, I'm just here, I'm aligned. I am in love, with, I'm in love with someone else. I am, you. I'm just operating out of love and understanding and empathy. As soon as I drop out of that love, for me, it's love. When I drop out of that love, it becomes anger. Like, those are what they are. It's, it's love and anger for me. And that's why it's very important that I stay in love for everyone. Because when I drop out of love, it is it, it's, it's rage. And I so, don't like, no, no desire to be that person. I totally agree. There's so many things that, and there's so many outside forces you know, you can say, I guess if you want, you could say that there's a purposeful or not. There's so many outside forces that are designed or that are, or that we're vulnerable to that pull us out of that alignment. You know what I mean? So it is hard, you know? Um, but I think there is a way to to remain that way. And and so I started thinking even more. Then I thought, okay, curiosity, when you start to ask questions, because it's the opposite of assuming. When you assume there's no questions being asked, you know, can you, the person that's triggered and going off and reacting, they're not asking you, what did you really mean by that? You know what I mean? Right. What do you mean by that? Can you explain yourself? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> there's none of that. So then I thought, okay, the opposite must be curiosity. So then I looked up the Latin uh, root of curiosity. Um, I forgot it now actually, but it was, I think it was cura, which means uh, care. So, uh, so, so when you're curious about yourself, when you have that awareness, that's the first step. You have to be aware. And then you have to start asking yourself questions. Okay. Be curious about yourself. Why, why do I feel this way that this is happening? Why, I wonder why this person said this and I'm, I'm noticing I'm, I'm feeling this way. That's going to expand your awareness even more by asking those questions, by being mm. curious. And so if the root of curious is care, then by being curious, you can start to care about yourself. And mm. the only way you can care about other people is if you start caring about yourself first, right? You, what's Literally. Saying? What's, the, what's the RuPaul saying? How the hell you gonna love somebody you don't love yourself? You don't love yourself, seriously. Yeah. And, and, and if you're curious about something, it's because you care about it. Yeah. You know, so it's a two-way street. If I'm, I'm not going to be curious about anything I don't care about. So if I'm curious about the why in the world is this relationship not working? You know, <laughs> like, mm -hmm. I become curious because I care that it works. Like I really, I am invested. That's any relationship, a friendship. If you care about that friendship, you're going to become curious and you should investigate why it doesn't work. And I know that I care about literally all of humanity because I'm so curious all the time. Wow. I'm always you, investigating something. And 
you know what, with that curiosity, you're so curious all the time. It's because it's, it's a spark. You know what I mean? Like when you, when you start, it's like kids, they ask so many mm -hmm. questions on me, damn questions, but it's all the love, you know, they're just trying to expand their consciousness. And so when you start to ask questions about yourself, you expand your consciousness, then you're available to ask questions about other people. And then, you know what I mean? And then, then they're like, oh, they're curious about me. And then they start to get curious and it's just catches fire like that. Yeah. So that, yeah. So, I mean, empathy by way of curiosity is really the key. That's, that's what I, at least what I figured out. Yeah. I mean, it's like, we're saying that I love it because it's the same understanding. We have different language, but it's the same exact thing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you were able to just have a download. I had to live that thing a couple times. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but either way, like, here we are. And that's the beauty in healing. It's like, you don't, you don't see any of this, like any of the things that you go through as like, this is killing me or I'm such a victim of my circumstance. It really is just like, dang, I had to go through that a couple of times in order for me to learn that lesson. I'm grateful for the lesson. And like, I'm sorry, you had to be the vessel through which I learned this lesson. Mm -hmm. I, um, you know, like I will now apply this moving forward in my life. And that's just what it has to be. Otherwise you get caught in this like feeling of guilt or shame or despair because of what happened. We don't have time for that. Right, yeah. So that's what we're basically we're trying to do is just, you know, we all love the expedited Amazon.com. We just want you to deliver yourself in an expedited way. And so more healing, you can, you can induce more healing by healing yourself onto the populations and we can just, you know, catch fire. The spirit is, is fire. If we're going to talk about like tarot, you know, the spirit is fire. And so like, we all can just catch fire and we don't all set this shit ablaze. Like, right. Like a good, like a fire of love, you know, like there's just been a fire of so much. And I tell people, like I try to stay out of my of my mind. Like I, you know, people are like she's out of her mind. Like I'm starting to think crazy people are the are the wisest people, right? Like so, I literally try to stay out of my mind because they're so corrupt with propaganda, with miseducation, with trauma, with just like life experience. And when you're thinking, I tell my friends all the time, like get out of your head, and you've got to get into whatever your inner authority is. And mine happens to be my emotion. You know, like I've got to follow that until it gets me to my answer. I don't even remember what the point I was saying of that was, but. Listen, when you said that though, getting out of your mind, and then, so what that takes is, I mean, in order to be aware of something, you do have to get out of your mind because the mind is a web of just all, like you said, all our experiences and all our judgments. We know I learned this through life, through my experience, so I think this. And that's right. what the mind, the, the, it's the ego, it's what's created to do. And it, it, it's useful, it has a purpose, but so the way to do that, you have to quiet the mind. And so you gotta start breathing. You gotta just focus mm -hmm. on your breath. Because the, I mean, we need oxygen to live and the kind of the universal symbolic, sim, uh, symbolism of, of oxygen and breathing, it, it's just like the air really is part of the spirit. You know what I mean? Where the spirit can just, you give a space there. And so when you just start to breathe, you notice all those things kind of melt away. And then to mm -hmm. take practice, you know, maybe it's, it, it's definitely like meditation and that takes practice because your brain is a muscle and, you know, the neurons are firing, you, you know, habitually, it. yeah, habitually this way and that way you do have to train it. So 
And it took yeah, me years step. to learn how to meditate. And I would say for the longest, like, I didn't meditate. I don't know how to meditate. And my brain was just so traumatized. Like, honestly, even going to college to a PWI from the far east side of Indianapolis was traumatic. So I don't, when we think about trauma, people just think like, oh, you got beat as a child or your parent was an alcoholic. It doesn't have to be right. that. You know, there's not at all. It could be your your school experiences. It could be personal relationships. It could be something at work. It could be um, a natural or natural disaster. It could be literally something you saw on TV. We were all traumatized over and over again, watching black people be murdered on Facebook yeah. Live, you know, like we've all been traumatized by this pandemic. So even if collective trauma right now happening, collective yeah. trauma, and it's so important that we like tap into that collective healing. But when you tell people like you guys, you got you got to heal that, you got some healing to do. People take offense to that, you know, like but no, really, we all have some healing to do. And I'm like the first to admit, ain't nobody all the way healed, you know, like that's. But I'm gonna share my journey with you as I go. Right. And then there's some things that you don't even come across. Like there's there's places that you and I have not been yet. There's rooms that we will be in in the future that we've never been in before. And that will surface some trauma for us that we didn't know was there. And we're gonna have to work through that because it's a new situation. So it's like, it's a, it literally is an ongoing thing where works in progress. And as long as you acknowledge that, and know that, then everything goes honestly ain't that hard. Yeah, yeah. It really it, it, it starts and ends with you. It just does. Man, is there anything else that we need to add? People have been coming in and out like the viewers. Mm -hmm. I see. But this is I'm really excited for this. Like this is about to be a whole thing. We're about to have us a logo, a theme song. Yeah, literally. So we're gonna yes. talk about you know spiritual things, uh, healing as we've been talking about uh, how to integrate lessons. You know, uh, talking about listening to your higher self, staying in alignment. It takes a lot of it. We're gonna be talking about inner work, all the inner work that you have to do, and you have to be you know disciplined and stick to uh, that. What the ego is. Uh, astrology, tarot, the human design, um, you know, this is the integration station right here. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're integrating it all. And even if it sounds scary to some people, like some of these things, like there's nothing scary about it. I probably I try to tell people there's literally nothing scary at all about just being like in, in alignment with yourself. You can be whatever religion and be in alignment with yourself or no religion at all and be in alignment with yourself. It is really about that alignment and you can integrate that into whatever your personal belief system is. And, you know, there's certain things that we'll, we'll say, like you can take it or leave, take or leave this. But then there are certain things that are, that we find to be fundamental. And I'm really, I'm grateful that you and I have lived such a life, like from the same, if not the same starting point, but like from the same like starting point from our like memory where we can really yeah. remember what's going on in our lives. We start mm -hmm. at the same point and had these like very similar journeys and are ending up right back together. So anybody yeah. who has like watched us or followed us or know us or and wonder how we've navigated life or getting like the inner workings of how we've done this and then like where we're taking it. Not that we are the blueprint or anything, but it's like we're finding the blueprint and then just sharing it right. as yeah. we find yeah. it. Yeah. And that's for what me, that, Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, that, that's how you, that's for me, that's what gratitude is. Whatever I, whatever I pick up and learn, 
Like, it's, it was one thing to just to, you know, I'm grateful, I'm grateful, that's important too, but to actually give it back in action, I, for me, that's the ultimate gratitude. And yeah, that's what I'm here for. Yeah, like what's the point? I used to say all the time, there's no way that I've gone through as much pain as I have in my life, like if it didn't have purpose, like otherwise God hates me and I refuse to believe God hates me. I used to say that all the time. I refuse to believe God, God hates me, so I am going to see purpose in these experiences and I'm going to apply them somehow. I can't, I can't like just sit there and wallow in that thing. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm just like so grateful to be here. Like this is the first time, this is totally different from anything that I thought that I would be doing. And <laughs> this is the, first time that I really just felt like, man, I am like, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing right uh, now. And that's no what's crazy is, oh, go ahead. Go. Whose kids I lead, because that's not going to stop me from continuing to be a principal. Like, it'll just inform the way that I lead and design my school in this way where kids are being actively healed, the community is being actively healed, because that's all I care about. Um, but doing this, like, informs that work. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, I just feel really good about this. Yeah, me too. And for me, I feel like I knew this was coming because that's just how I operate. Like, I just kind of like here knowing that I, I just feel like I knew this was coming. I didn't know the details of any of it. You know what I mean? Who it was going to be with or how I was going to get there. But I just felt like, okay, I, I know this is coming. Like, so I'm ready. Yeah, you couldn't tell me I wasn't about to be a U.S. Secretary of Education. You know, like, that's not even, that could still happen, you know, but, like, right now, that's not even my focus. My focus isn't climbing a career ladder. My focus mm -hmm. is healing my community. And from watching, I watch a lot of reality TV, for, and I tell people, people laugh, and I say it's, like, the study of human nature, but it totally is. Mm -hmm. And watching this reality TV, I'm seeing so many people, who, some women who look like me, Black women who are just, like, fully operating outside of themselves because you can't tell me that black women aren't just love. Like if we operated in our highest selves, it would just be love all the time. But we've all been because of generational trauma and, you know, like the trauma of slavery itself and in the, like the way that we have been epigenetically impacted by that has gotten us so far out of ourselves and out of our alignment that we're constantly just acting out of that low self-love. If my self-love is low, then I'm not there. I'm not in that place where I'm just operating yeah. in my me. My me is out, low. You're out somewhere else. You're out somewhere else looking for it outside of yourself in the darkness. If you're not in your own light, you're out You're out in the darkness. Out in the darkness, just searching. And so like more than anything, I know and everybody knows the power of black women. Come on, like everybody understands the, the, what black girl magic means. And for me to see so many black women who are still like, and they didn't choose it, but still so burdened by the trauma that they cannot just like turn on their lights and, and let them shine so we all can benefit from that warmth. You know, like it's, it has turned into fire. So like I know I have to turn my fire down and mm -hmm. I want my sisters to do that too and everybody else as well. Yeah, ain't that, ain't that crazy? That's a, I, I have this, the, the, I mean, it's not really a theory, but it's like the cosmic joke of things. You know, there's always like a double-edged sword or a, like an irony to things. It's like this, the fire of the spirit, we either light each other up, 
you know, and feel and warm each other up, or we can burn it down. You know burn I mean? it down. <laughs> yeah, we've just been pulled so far. I mean, from everything from the media, like I said, from generational trauma, from sexual abuse, from misogyny, from racism. Like, there's just so much that has pulled us entirely out of ourselves mm -hmm. outside of ourselves mm -hmm. and when i see us acting out or even myself acting out it's like man we are we really have got to find our way back to that light of love love of self and then love of community and then love of world and i even noticed in this last like couple of weeks like with my stress rising in me dropping out of that love, like I'm still like trying to force myself to make sure I'm operating in love, but it wasn't coming naturally to me. Then I would look in the mirror, I'm like, oh, I got pimples on my face. I'm getting dark spots. Like I was starting, look at my body. I was becoming more critical of myself. I was actually judging. dropping out of, I was judging myself yeah. and dropping out of self love and then dropping out of love for everybody around me because yeah. something was out of alignment. And then it was just like, as soon as I found that thing, like get a monkey wrench or whatever, get that thing back where it needs to be. And I'm back, you know, like I'm back. I'm, I'm hoping I wake up tomorrow with a clear face and I cut my finger. My executive coach is like, look at you, you need to slow down because that's why you can slice your finger. It was doing all that bleeding, you know, like you're <laughs> slow down, breathe. Like you listen, stop speaking. Mm -hmm. I was not doing that. And I came, who can I be mad at Brandon? Who? So nobody. I can't be mad at anybody. I'm not gonna be mad at myself. I'm not gonna be mad at my parents or whoever, like the school or whoever was mm -hmm. the the source of the trauma. I'm not gonna be mad at the person who was the recipient of my toxicity. You know, like I don't. And I'm. There's no one to be mad at. We're gonna identify it, clear it out, and you know, like next time around, <laughs> yeah, we'll make sure that's not. A part of my experience or anyone right. else. And that's part of the patterning, you know, everything that keeps cycling around, looping around till it's healed. And, and I mean, I mean, but when a cut's deep, think of an onion. When a cut is real deep, no matter how many, you can peel an onion back, heal, heal all the onion layers, and that cut's still going to be there. So it's like, but the thing is, when you have more inner knowing and more inner understanding uh, through the work, uh, you can get back in alignment quicker. And then you also, when you loop back around to those pattern behaviors that may be, you know, toxic or whatever, or those traumas, you kind of approach them at a new level too, um, of that, you know, that new layer of onion, even though you cut with an eye real deep, it's still mm -hmm. there, but you would just approach it differently. And then that's what growth is. You are, oh my gosh, like everything you say growth. is just so poetic. <laughs> So poetic, and I'm just receiving it all. This is like immediate therapy more than anything else. It's like mm -hmm. you just learn how to really heal yourself, and it saves a lot of money. I'm not gonna lie, you know. It's like, mm -hmm. I want you go to therapy. I want you go to therapy. It's like I could go to therapy, but I'm gonna receive some Western. Like I don't hear things that way. It doesn't make sense to me in that language. Like mm -hmm. I need it the way I need to hear it the way that I need to hear it. And I don't need you telling me that this tactic is, is going to do it. Really, mm -hmm. what I know now is that going into myself and find that alignment. And for India, it means getting back into love and making sure that mm -hmm. I am always operating out of love. So I don't, it just saves me a lot of money. Now, if I come across a situation where that doesn't work, now it's time for me to go back to my therapist. You know, <laughs> like now yeah. it's definitely time <laughs> to figure something out. But so far, that really has worked for me. But I'm not telling anybody don't go to therapy. 
But right, you know, right. for me, that has really worked. Or mm -hmm. I kind of I have therapists, but my therapists speak this language. Yeah, because it works for me. I mean, and, and therapy. Oh, it's three, three, three over here. Uh, you know, and therapy just means different things for different people. Anyway, you know, singing can be therapy. Being creative can be therapy. Writing in a journal can be therapy. Cooking can be therapeutic. So, I mean, not everyone resonates with going to talk to someone and have them listen to you. I mean, yeah, but some people it works. So some people, there's different kinds of therapy. Again, it's all healing. This whole experience, everything, all of it is all about healing. And it's all about love to come back to love. Yes. Oh, mm -hmm. I love that so much. And I love you so much, Brandon. I love you too. I love you. Oh, this is great. Well, I think this was yeah. like a, a pretty good pilot. It was the yeah. how this goes. I'm gonna be way less ghetto. We're gonna have our stuff together. And if not next uh -huh. time, next time after that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of these times. <laughs> yeah. So thank you guys for watching. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, we hope you join us again on this journey. Um, as, as we said, it's a journey for ourselves. This is something new for us. So um, follow us, follow along, and heal with us. We right. Yeah. Like literally. We're healing together around here. And if vulnerability makes you uncomfortable, please join because like you'll just be experiencing a lot of that. I don't have any other way of existing, honestly. Mm -hmm. So like you'll get more comfortable with the vulnerability, which is really important when it comes to the process of healing. Then we speed this thing up and let's just say two generations from now, we'll be teaching children how to actively heal or not even heal, like manage traumatic experiences as they occur, as opposed to packing them away for 20 mm -hmm. years, 25 years, 30 yeah. years, 50 years, and then trying to heal them. And it's kept us outside of ourselves for far too long. So like our goal, I think for both of us and for a lot of my friends, our goal is to just be able to give kids these tools so that they don't have to do it later in life. They don't have to go through all of this pain. They don't have to be because I've been suicidal. Like I've been self-destructive. I have I've de I've been there. And we kind of will save a lot of people from experiencing that pain if we just equip with them with the tools a lot earlier. Mm-hmm. So I agree. Yeah. So yeah, thank you guys. Um what do you say? Next Saturday? Yep. We can do it like I don't know, it's a Saturday afternoon for you in Hawaii. Saturday night for me is not like I have much going on. So, <laughs> yep, yep, next Saturday, and then we can figure it out from there. But yeah, we're about to be, come on, Iyana, who needs Iyana when you got Brandia? <laughs> I feel like at some point in elementary school, Brandia, well, no, it was, no, uh, no, Brandasia. I, that's <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. Thank you everybody for watching and yeah. comment, share it, whatever. We can still, we'll still be engaging. If you watch this later, it'll be up. And thanks. And we love y'all. Yeah. Love you. Peace.